Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Alright, what kind of store are you looking for? I want to buy the most um, harp-like thing possible that is available in this world. Okay. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, like maybe oiled animal skin or some shit like that. Because I'm probably sure plastic doesn't exist. Or maybe it does. I don't know. I don't assume. I did not create this universe. Actually, funny enough, we already know plastic does not because it was meant plastic does not exist. It was a side comment and I think literally in the episode I either listened to in the podcast or in the, the stream where we oh. just happened in a side comment mention, oh, plastic does not exist. Hmm. Uh, but there are. Uh, the only question I have for you is, is this part of the plan for what's for tonight? Because they did mention that the uh, theologians were going to put that together. But if you still wanted to purchase one on your own. Oh, no. She wants one. She wants one. Got it. And a mundane sort of item would fit. So used to going to the magic items, I've turned to all the wrong places. Oh, wrong book. Erdiger, problems. Right? Which book of the 20 that you have do you actually want right now, Ken? Well, that's a great question, me. Okay. And Kaylin's going to look for like a... Uh... A weapon shop where he could maybe sell stuff. Okay. All right. So Aurora for what would essentially be sort of like a large, thin oiled blanket uh, that would water would run off of, but it's not like it's going to be greasing everything up. It's almost baked in in a way. Uh, you figure some sort of magic probably was used in its creation, but the object itself is very mundane. Uh, it's only going to set you back about ten silver. Uh, but it folds out uh, to a 10 by 10 foot blanket square. Okay. And Kaylin, you're looking for a met or a, like a weapon shop or a smithy or something to sell some items? Yeah. Items. Schmitems. Schmite the almighty schmiter. <laughs> I want to buy some schmitems. Bruce Almighty Paladin. <laughs> character idea. How you, many of my bad character ideas come to pass. <laughs> Smokey the Bugbear. I mean... Shell Connery. Shell Connery will come back, I promise. <laughs> I promise it's going to happen. So I should have free time. Not a problem. I was more so making fun of the characters that I create than I was the, the campaign that has had not oh. had an opportunity. But but Shell Connery is amazing. I love Shell Connery. Session one, he was absolutely as awful as he was intended to be. Session two, all of a sudden, he's the dad of the group. <laughs> Which was fantastic. And horrible all at the same time. What is happening? I'm supposed to be the asshole here. And you're the only one helping. Thank you. 
These are plot pushers. Accept them. <laughs> oh, yes, the fog of plot progression. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Halen, it is an easy enough task to find several different merchants, especially since you guys are now making your way down past the market district. Okay. Uh, what are you looking to sell? Um, he, he is wanting to get a price on the uh, Moon Touch Scimitar that he found. See what it would be worth. And then also, I mean, I don't know, this will be up to you. Um, somehow removing the built-in sword in his arm. Okay. Um, for the moon-touched scimitar, do you remember by chance what rarity it was? Uh, I have it in here. Like one. Hmm? It Is was it a common. Common. Okay. Common. Yep. All right. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. We'll just see about the bartering process for Kalen. Tracks. Okay. Mm. Uh, you ask a couple different vendors in the market district. Uh, the best price that you get for it is 25 gold. Okay. He'll wait. I'm selling it right now. Okay. Uh, you are not able to find anyone immediately that, especially not in the market district, that can help remove the built-in sword. They're a little confused. Uh, Norm says that if you give him you know, a few hours to kind of tinker, he might be able to help with removing it without causing any damage. Sounds like a plan to me, Norm. While you're tinkering, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, stare at this crystal one for a while. Sure. Wait, how long does it take for you to attune to an item? Like a short rest. 30 minutes. Oh. Hmm. Okay, noted. Thank you. Do you think you could swappy swappy the two? Oh, interesting. I'll I'll have to see. You know what? What we'll do is we'll get the old one removed, let you attune to that one. Um and before the drunkard says no, it doesn't have to do with music. Once you attune <laughs> to your magic item. Aren't you supposed to like be a little bit more Great. There is only me. <laughs> so, I was really wondering where you were going with that. At first I was like, wait. Oh, yeah. So the other one's drunk. <laughs> and a tune has nothing to do with a tune. So. Uh, we'll see what it looks like after that. Because, I mean, right now, I've seen your, your great work come out, and it kind of like is segmented a bit to to somehow fit, which I look forward to finding that out. I don't know if the crystal will do the same. And, but I can't wait to find out. We, we just won't break it, but we'll, we'll be careful. We'll figure it out later. Yes, absolutely. And perhaps, and perhaps I'll even let you hold on to the segmented sword if you're really interested into it. Hmm. I certainly want to know how the mechanics work. Fine. You just kind of see him bounce up as he his step is somehow adjusted. <laughs> All right. Uh, Root, was there any other thing you went to do in the city before you guys went to Amar's? Nope. She's just drunkenly following her friends. Okay. 
So you all leave. Once you get to the gate, you just show your citizen ID and they just wave you through. There's no check. There's no someone stopping you, asking what you're doing. It's just a quick, here it is. You guys walk through. No problem. It's exciting. Yeah. You guys have your passport cards. Um, so you continue on through and you veer off onto this dirt road that's only slightly more than a trail that winds through some of these sparse it's not really forested at all. It's sparse trees and some farmland. It's really not a whole lot that obscures it, but you do wind through this area and over a couple of hills and you come down to this rather quaint little house. Uh, there's a large wagon and a couple horses stabled with it. House, like if you were passing by, it's just neat. It's a cute little house for a small family. Are there guards? You're not seeing anyone outside. The horses you can hear more than you can actually see in the small little sort of stable. It's really just kind of like two stalls with a covering. Kaylin's gonna approach. Are there any guards? <laughs> uh, everyone go ahead and make a perception check. We're we'll going peace. Uh, oh, goodness. Wow. That's what I got. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Aurora, you can smell the horses from here. Like, it's almost like they've been cleaning out the stables by putting it closer to the road, so the smell is getting stronger when it shouldn't yet. And it's just, this is awful. Like, you just dealt with a whole bunch of stank, and then you got to smell something somewhat decent and lovely in the bathhouse, and then now it's right back to shit. Stinky. Root, you do not see any major activity going on. You do see... Uh, a rather large pile of horse poop off to the right. Uh, it looks like they are, in fact, just kind of carting it away from the house a bit and dumping. Um, but, Kaylin, you see the curtains shift a bit, more so that you see them flowing back into place. All right, after a little bit, you make it up to the front door. Try the handle. It is locked. He will. Knock. Uh, you... Wait, why? We have the house key. You do not have the key itself. You do have something related to the house key. The directions to the key. Yep. Oh. Where are the directions? Kaylin has I them. I totally forgot. I totally yeah. forgot. And you get mad at me. <laughs> I have directions, so Kaylin pulled out the directions to the house key. Uh, so you had knocked and you didn't get any response. And so you walk around the side of the house and there's a couple of odd instructions like step over the rhododendron, but don't jump too far. Uh, step around the dog poop. And you don't hear any dogs, you don't see any sides of dogs, but you do in fact see a little pile of dog poop. Um. Uh, are, the, are there any instructions so far that you would have been like, this is dumb, I'm ignoring this? Nope. He he is going to follow them to the T. Got it. All right. You make your way around to the side of the house, 
And beneath a small potted plant, uh, you lift it up and there's a little card and you push the card down, set the plant back down. And then another rock about five feet away just kind of falls into a hole. And you go over to that and then you reach into the hole, holding the rock down, grab the key. And then once you let go, the rock springs back up to the top. Now you have a very simple house key. Well, seems excessive, but I get it. <laughs> go but it tracks. All right. Uh, are you going back in any particular way or just walking straight around? Uh, he will look and see I if there's like directions. Now, okay. after, after getting the key, if there's any directions of how to go back. You do not. You just have the directions to the key, but there's nothing listed afterwards. He will he will drop, walk straight back, but like not he won't give it a wide berth and he won't make like a beeline. It'll kind of just be like he'll avoid poop, he'll avoid flowers and just make his way back. Okay. So you're kind of tracing your steps back? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity acrobatics check. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're check. evil, Ken. Acrobatics. Got it. Uh, so you easily. Hmm? Okay. Oh, I just remembered I have advantage if it's something I could see. That's on the saving throw. Oh, that's true. That's true. So you step around the poop. You step mostly over the rhododendron bush. It's just a small little one, so it seems weird that it's cut down so far, but eh, whatever. You step over it, and your foot catches against the branch as you move past, and the whole bush swivels instead of the branch snapping. And as it does so, gouts of flame erupt from the petals <laughs> of the flowers. Uh, it is behind you, so you don't see this, but you hear click. <laughs> so you can make a dexterity saving throw, but because you don't see it, you do not have advantage. Oh, he's going to have some words with Captain Amar. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you're only going to take half of this. Oh, yeah. So you only take three points of fire damage. So it's more like a... <laughs> yeah, easily padded out. And then you're thinking about it, and it's like, this could have almost killed anyone else. And then, but then he'd also be like, still tracks. Did you uh, make another Ron? What's that? Did you make another Ron? I did not. He was getting that way unintentionally, and I'm trying to curve him back to his original track. <laughs> that character is like invading all of my dwarven characters now. Uh, so you make it back a bit singed. Uh, Root and Gurdon Repair and Aurora, you all see Kalen walk one way, does kind of like this weird dance around some random patches of grass, comes back and then more or less steps over a bush, catches his foot on it, and then it bursts into fire and then rotates back into place and clicks. Why can't it be easy, man? Yes, <laughs> Kalen's coming. I have been asking myself that technically, like, case, but you know. 
And you see, like, her pair has taken notes and is jotting down. It's like, that would have worked so much better than the poo sling that I had set up originally. Oh, I had, like, a similar setup, but the, the catch on that trap was amazing. Just that. Norm? Yes. Did you did you know that was trapped before I tripped it? No. But once you did and it was a trap, I could see some of the workings, or at least, you know, how some of those branches are acting as triggers while other ones act as, you know, uh, places to, to, to fire out. It, it's weapon cache. It, it's quite interesting. He's going to put his hand on him. I like you. Thanks. I like you, too. It goes right back to it. We're going to be friends. Professor, ah, yes. <laughs> All right, so you had the house key. You were back in front of the house. Mildly singed. Uh, he will look for a keyhole. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you do see that it's got the handle, and there's like a little thumb catch on top, but the thumb catch is bright orange at the moment. And then there's a keyhole above that. He will not be touching the thumb press, and he will only be touching the key as he inserts it into the lock. Got it. Nothing of the door. Got it. So you insert the key in, and as you click, you see that the orange fades and it starts going back down to this sort of burnt brass color, uh, matching the handle mostly. Just you can feel the heat that's still radiating off of it. And the door swings open. Okay, so he doesn't have to depress it. Okay, yeah. So once open. you turn the key, it's like the door's weight is a little offset, so it just starts slowly sliding open. Okay. He was he was about to break out the um Balls. water holder and dump some water on it. <laughs> wine skin. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Water skin. Uh, water skin. Wine skin. Uh, but yeah, he's going to go inside. Okay. Um, Aurora, what you missed was as Kalen was going you know, out around the house to go following the directions for the key, he was doing like this weird kind of dance, going over a bush, around something, avoiding random patches of grass. Coming back, his foot tripped over that first bush. The bush rotated and shot fire out onto his back. Nice. And then he went to the door and saw that the thumb part of the latch was bright orange. So he decided not to touch any part of the door and then put the key in, rotate it, and the door has slid open. Uh, Kaylin begins to walk inside. Aurora and Root. What's up? Do you guys follow? Or are you hanging back? Um, I go inside and... Hold on. Follow. Damn it, I take a lot of notes. Yes. What are you looking for? Maybe I can help you. No, I do. Okay. Rude, are you following immediately after Kaylin or after Aurora? After Kaylin. Okay. Uh, as you two enter in, Kaylin, you walk into the house first. Uh, it is decently set. Uh, there are several tables around a comfortable chair. It has a very farm kitchen sort of feel to a lot of it. A lot of the decor has like heavy porcelain pieces. The sinks are set up that way. The 
there's a whole large butcher block that's set up in the center as an island. Um, Hold up. Oh, you can finish. The I'm not inside yet. No, the chairs and everything look upholstered and fairly comfortable. There's a surprising amount of wicker. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right, so there's a surprising amount of wicker from what you've seen of Amar. There's also some unusual wear patterns in the wood. Um, but looking at it, you're starting to see, like, you know, it forms kind of like trails falling out of a bedroom to the kitchen to another room to the main room. And it's starting to look a little bit like some of the drag patterns, probably from his foot uh, and from his cane. Uh, so you step in and Root steps in and Kaylin, the back of your head and Root, your forehead, both feel a very sharp prick. No. Getting that password in there from you. Give me the key, stupid ass. He's going to show him the key. Can I, like... You're two people back. You said that you were not going in. Yeah. And it is Kalen just inside the door, Root in the doorway, and there's somebody pointing two pointy things against their heads. Throw me the key! He's going to show him the key. I don't think you should do that. And he's going to just say, up the raw. Who told you that there? The owner of this house. Yeah, you're gonna to need to do a little bit better than that, there, eh? Get, get out, out, get out, everybody, get out. I, I can't move. I have a sharp to my thing, and apologies. Can we try I, again? I, I know what to do. We did it wrong. I misread my notes. Her Captain Amar up the raw. Yes, feel the point has come away from your head. Amar says up the raw. We did it wrong. You're supposed to give the password. Open the lock, go into the house. Well, it would have been nice if you chimed in earlier. Well, I was getting chips. Uh, that was Caitlin saying it to. Yes, and that was Panda responding to pretend Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth wall, she breaks. Uh, <laughs> Root, you can look up and you see a dwarven gentleman dressed in black leather armor uh, and with the sort of dark navy blue outfit that's a little bit puffy and he is currently sheathing two hand crossbows and by sheathing it's sort of clipped to his belt which then swings as he is standing upside down on the ceiling oh come on in there sorry they did it wrong I had it right I paid attention thank you and hey that's cool thank you are you guys gonna come in and bring in the other one Two? Yes. And my baby. You guys can come in. So, do you guys, like, live here, or you just watch this house? What do you mean your baby? Asti. You point down, you look down, Asti's not there. Where's Asti? You start running through your mind. The last time you saw her was in the crowd. Aurora's gonna book it. Run back into the city. She don't give a shit. It's a couple hours. She's gonna run. Okay. All right, she's gone, dear. It appears we lost mm. a member of our group. So we'll be back, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, this is certainly the most strangest thing. Um, 
I will not be standing on the ceiling next time, just so you know if it's not you. That made more sense in my head there. It's okay. You've been alone. Uh, Do you think uh, Amar would mind if we borrowed his carriage and horses? I'm going to pretend you didn't ask me, and I'm going to pretend not to know whether or not you had prior permission. Kayla's going to go try and get the carriages and get them set up and start heading back into town to try and catch up with Aurora as she's running. And he's got a horse and carriage. (laughs) Root flies. Oh, so Root starts flying. Root, your flying speed is faster than Aurora's run speed, so you catch up to her fairly quickly. I'm crying. Like, hysterical, like, oh my god! Norm is currently helping Kaylin set up the horses. To speed things up a little bit, uh, it takes about two hours worth of time. You guys make it back into the city with the carriage. You get a couple of odd looks from the guards as they recognize the carriage that you're in. And you eventually find that Asti is in the college district. But she has several odd ropes tied around her neck and her tail that are tied to stakes in the ground. By the time you guys get there, you do not see... Anyone around, no one appears to be guarding her. It's just sort of attached. Can can I do like an arcana check or some kind of check to see like if there's like a hidden trap or some kind of magic that like an orb protecting her that would sting me or something? You can do either like an arcana check to detect if there's anything obviously magical there. Uh, or you can do an investigation chap to check for traps. Or if you have a spell that does like detect magic or anything like that. Kaylin is actually going to not even think about that. He's going to just go up to try and cut the ropes. He's, as soon as he sees her, he's going up to free her. Okay. Uh, you've not had a chance yet to attune to the sword. Uh, so it is unable... Like you... Cut oh, he still has his great sword. Oh, you're gonna use that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, he because because he hasn't attuned it, he's not even gonna try and really use it yet. Got it. He's just gonna use his normal sword. So you try to cut across with your great sword, and you feel it like bend underneath, and nothing is cutting. You just see a single fiber that has stretched. Even uh, Aurora, you can see that there are arcane runes etched around the rope. And they seem to be woven in, so it looks sort of like this brass thread that, without looking for it, is pretty well disguised amongst the yellow fibers. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, I, I think I can help. And you know, Asti is not moving. Asti, are you okay, baby? I'm so sorry. You do not see any reaction. Is she awake? I don't know how you would tell. Is, is she's she... standing okay but does she not look like she just has her mouth closed she's standing up on all fours her wings are partially cocked she just looks like a statue right now question yes. could I do animal handling check to like gauge Asti's well-being and what's going on with her or perception 
She's not really a natural creature, so I'd say this would probably be Arcana uh, to try to gauge what's going on with her, if anything. Okay, then I want to do perception for traps. Okay. Uh, and you said she's in front of the college, or she's just in the college district? She's in the college district. Uh, currently, it appears to be sort of like a, a little grassy area in between a couple of the colleges. Uh, but this seems to be primarily the wizarding district, wizards and sorcerers. The bards section tends to be a little louder. Okay. Kaylin's going to start marching in while, while they're doing this. And I don't know if you just need it going in the background. He's going to march into the closest building and find someone that looks like they're sitting at a desk or authority. And the when, manager. You th- when you need me to go through that, I will. Okay. And then Aurora wants to try something when everyone's done. All right. So, Root, uh, it is really hard to tell with Asti's form not being a traditional animal. It's a little difficult to figure out. It's just that she's completely immobile, doesn't seem to be reacting to anything. You reach out and place your hand on her, and she feels warm. But it doesn't, you don't feel any sort of movement. You don't feel the crystal shifting. It's just, it's like a, a warmed statue at the moment. Uh, Norm, you see him duck his snoot into his trench coat and starts muttering for a little bit uh, and then pops his head out. Can you guys like block me from sight for a second? Like a minute? Just kind of like so people don't see me? Okay. Uh, I bought a tarp. Uh, do you cover yourself and Asti in this tarp? Or are you holding it like a... Because you can like, you know, it's 10 by 10, so you could... Oh, well, it's just like a tent. Holding it up like a towel, like a beach towel. But I mean, okay. if, if he says like, no, like over Asti, then, you know, I'll... Oh, okay. He's not saying it. He just wanted to be blocked from oh, you. Well, then she's just... Beach towel. Yep. Root has her wings kind of spread out a little bit. Feathers probably a little fluffed. Pretty. Uh, okay. Uh, so he takes a minute and casts Identify on the rope. Uh, and so as he's running his hand over it, he has dropped his false hands. He's using his real one. And he's bringing out various instruments, small tweezers and what looks sort of like a rock hammer. Uh, and he's following along different pieces, and he'll tap on it and shift around, grab another little piece and tap. Caitlin, by this time, you make it to the house. Uh, the first one that you go to the door is locked, so you start knocking on the door, I assume. Yeah, uh, he, he's full on, not raging, raging, but raging. Got it. He is raging, just not mechanically so. Yeah. All right, and Aurora, what was the other thing you wanted to do? Oh, well, um, now that Norm is doing something, nothing. Okay. Uh, Root, did you want to do anything while he's doing this? I'm just doing the blocky dance. Oh, actually, no. I will um, cast Magic Armor. Okay. Mage Armor goes on. You see that little arcane effect. Uh, Aelin, a... Young dragonborn gentleman comes out, uh, bright white scales, 
He's got sort of a, a loose tunic, which is partially torn, rather nice silk pantaloons that are all puffy, that are very stained, but they were definitely nice. Uh, has a drink in hand, and is quite sloshed. Dear bro, what do you need? And he is going to, and if I have to make any checks for this, immediately grab him by the shoulders, pin him to the door frame, and then with the other hand, who the hell did this? But full on raging, yelling. I just don't feel like doing that. Bro, can't be harsh in my mellow. Bro. And you just hear like this chorus of bros being shouted into the house. Oh my god, a bro chorus. Bro, 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 bro. No. Uh, and they start thundering down uh, the steps to start trying to come see what's going on for you. And the dude, like, pressed up against the frame, is trying to go over your arm to continue drinking. <laughs> he smacks the drink out of his hand. <laughs> Fuck. Party foul. Dude. Foul creature to lock up an innocent creature like that. Bro, you're talking about this fucking statue that the Azhats at Suda Beta Kai fucking animated to attack us? That's our new mascot. That is not a statue. That is our pet. And no, yeah. Oh, you're Suda Beta Kai, aren't you? We're Suda Beta fuck you up if you don't give us back our dragon. Oh, damn! <laughs> Even the there? Yes. I was trying to think of what to say. That is exactly what Caitlin says. Jesus! <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> all mouths open all over the world. Rude, go ahead and give me an intimidation check. I'm going to say with advantage, because Caitlin is also being very intimidating at the moment. And he's he will throw some gut, gut punches if he needs to. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. We'll go with the 20, please. I suppose we'll go with a 20 if we have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you sure you don't want the three? No, uh, I'd, I'd rather the 20. Thank you. Okay. And I'll what? Bros. It'll make me feel good. <laughs> Be bro time. Um, like you can see into the house just before Root shouts out. You see quite a few folks are like floating down the stairs. On an angle. Uh, many of them have wands that are mostly pointed in your direction. Not exactly, but pretty close. Uh, Concerned at all. Got it. And like the, the one that you've got pinned against the wall. Like, fear me, bro. Fear me. And like, you've still got like your forearm pressed up into his neck a bit. You've got him pressed firmly to the door frame. Um, he's either too drunk to know what's happening to him or about to <laughs> or seems to think he has the upper hand uh yes and then you know he's you're with pseudo beta kai and we're pseudo beta fuck you up <laughs> like he like winces you see other people in the house oh shit one guy bonks his head on the stairwell as he starts slowly <laughs> rotating with his levitate spell <laughs> off to the side and Kalen, with his other free hand, will start to slowly let the sword come out until it's right in front of his eye. He, uh, 
he can't tell the difference of how close it is. That's okay, because if he moves, it's on him. He hurt himself. Got it. I see. Question, does he have a beer in his hand? Not yet. He did. I already smacked the other one out of his hand. Okay. Uh, It dirtied the ground. Now Jander's gonna clean it up. There is a very good chance that this frat house does, you know, has quite dirty doors. Is there a keg nearby? Not within line of sight. But, you know, now that the door is open and from what you can see inside, there's probably at least a keg or so in there. Entirely possible they have some other means of producing that alcohol, but they don't seem too worried about the beer on the floor. Um, about this time, Norm goes, "Ah, okay. It is a key to lock mechanism. It functions as both a hold person, a hold monster, and almost a. It's not quite a time stop effect, uh, but there is this sort of." pausing or slowing of time. It, it's really an interesting hold, but it seems really cruel. Uh, but we need, a, we need a key or a symbol to open it up. Or if we have a sufficiently strong magic item, we could break it, but I don't, I don't have that. And it would take me a little while to figure out the, the right key and then put it together. Kaylin's not close enough to hear that, correct? You're inside. No. Yeah, so you could hear Root shout, but Norm is just talking in a normal volume to Aurora and Root, so you two can hear him say that. Wait, wait, wait. She can't be at two places at once. What are you talking about? She's outside with me covering Norm. Yes. I heard the commotion, and I said, I will suit a beta fuck you up if you don't return our oh, dragon. okay, okay. Yeah, she's shot. I, I'm just in the doorframe to the house. With the guy. Oh, I the- didn't realize you left me. I thought you were still standing with me, protecting or shielding Norm. No, I saw the commotion and then I said, no. The <laughs> yeah. so Root and Aurora are with Norm and her pair. Kaylin is in the doorway, but Root just shouted across the grassy bit. Uh, but you two quad. heard across quad, man. <laughs> Uh, but you two did hear Norman what he needs to undo this. Password. Symbol. Yeah, it's, it's either a, a verbal pass code or it's a symbol held against it. We'll release the ropes. Kalen, get the, 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 the password or a symbol. He will squeeze the guy a little tighter and say, give me, give me the fucking password or symbol to unlock this right now. Mm-hmm. You see him like reaching up towards his hand and he's like trying to catch a thumb onto your forearm to block and pull it down. It's it's not going anywhere. You don't even have to check. Your strength is way too high for him to do anything. Well, he'll, he'll lower it a little bit now so that he could talk, but that's it. <laughs> Necklace, bro. Uh, and you see this ring of. Well, hang on before you do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, you see this rather tight choker that goes all the way around, and it appears to be several shells with like two or three glass beads that are built into it. And the shells are all circular shaped and cut close together, and it links all the way around his neck with the two beads out right up in the front of the throat. 
So is the necklace the key? Screw. And like he's pointing to the back of his neck. Screw, unscrew, unscrew. <laughs> With his giant fingers. <laughs> or is it like a? Yeah. So you do it. With, try to do it with one hand, and it's, it's just spinning in place. Uh, you can set him down, reach behind him, and start undoing it if you like, or you can have him do it. Your choice. It's the bra situation. <laughs> it's a front bra. <laughs> bra, you, oh. Okay. Suck, but back bra is a one-hand operation. I don't use front bras anymore. I'm not fucking 19. He, he lets him get his other hand. He's still going to pin him, but he's going to let him use both hands. He reaches back and pinches, and you see his arms twisting, and then holds it up. What do I do with it? Put it against the rope. He's gonna lift him back up, pinning him. <laughs> and be like, put this against the rope. Uh, Somebody will have to come get it. Caleb's not leaving this guy. Dick is gonna come get it. Alright, Root goes over with a thorn whip extended. Brandishing it. <laughs> like, if you are lying, this is coming for you. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You gotta be wearing the necklace. Kalen's gonna look at him and he wants to do a, uh, an insight check to see if he's lying. Go right ahead. I would say because he is frightened, you have advantage. I'll take the 17. He was lying about the necklace, but when he said you have to be wearing it, then he was being honest. The fear has driven him to admit what you're supposed to do. Okay. All right. He's telling the truth. Uh, how do you know that when he said that at first it was Suda Beta Kai that did this? No, he, he said that the live statue at them, they captured it and made it their mascot. So they captured it, but he's part of a different fraternity? No, their fraternity caught the live stat, what they thought was a live statue sent at them. What is your fraternity's name, Mr. Frat Boy? Kai Beta Sue. So, I don't understand. You accused them that Suda Beta Kai did it, but you have the key to unlock this. So, who did what? I get the feeling like you don't listen. Yeah, that's true. I'm just going to put the necklace on and go up to the rope and do the tabby thing. <laughs> Got it. As soon as like you bring your neck close and grab hold of the rope, it loosens from around Asti's tail first and then the one on the neck. Uh, but Aurora, meta-wise, it was this guy who is in Kai Beta Su thinks that Suda Beta Kai animated a statue to attack their school. So the Kai Beta Sue guys captured Asti and now have Asti set up as their mascot. I think I'm too tired to understand, but it's okay. I got like three hours to sleep. Alrighty. So you have this arcane rope. You've got this necklace. Um, Root, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Bam. Nice. Uh, 
you can feel that the longer this necklace is on you, that there is, it's not quite a curse. It may just be a function of the necklace, but there is something that's attempting to alter your speech. Bruh. The longer you wear it. Into like frat bro speech? You don't know. You saved against it. Well, I want to now. You take it off? I don't, like, I don't like this juju. Whatever it is. Okay. Okay, if she takes it off, Aurora's gonna like grab at it, put it on really fast, and then just as quickly as she can, like go to like every spot and just try and do it as quickly as possible. Rude has already removed it. Ooh, removed it from Asti. I thought she. I thought the wearer of the presser had to wear it. Root put on the necklace. Yeah. She went over and took off the ropes. Oh, so See, all the ropes are gone. Yes. Sorry, I thought you said only two came off. No, she. Well, there was only two that really held her in place, and then oh. she removed them. So Asti's free. Do you still take? Mm-hmm. Your- I'm gonna. I'm gonna like run over and hug Asti and be like. Oh. You was fire. You do not feel any reaction. <laughs> can you can you put me down now? Kaylin's gonna look over and see if Asti's moving. She is not. Yeah, all you see is Aurora like hugging her neck, crying, and like not, she's not. She's still probably just like, you know, something's wrong with Asti. Still squeezes tighter with his wrong his arm. How? Do we free her? I don't know. She was a... She's an animated statue. The spell probably wore off. I don't know. She is not a statue. She is a living creature. What did you do? We... we eyed it down. And it stopped moving. He's going to look at the other bros. Did any of you else cast anything more than the ropes? Your friend's life depends on your answer. Oh, and, Re- and Root's coming up swinging two thorn whips, ready to just go off. Get your wings popped back. You keep your wings tucked back close to you so that way they don't get caught up in this whirling dervish of... Thorn um, dick. There's a couple people look back and forth, and as they see past you, Kaylin, to this, and then they look back. Yeah, yeah, we used a couple of grounding spells to bring it down to the ground. Uh, we tried to spell magic to see if that would do it, but you know, whatever they animated with was pretty strong. Release your grounding spells. Those were one-time things. It, it, they they go away on their own after like six seconds, and then you hear boom. No, the other one lasted a minute, but that was like an hour ago, two hours. I don't know, man. Root just screams, "Fix it now!" Rose's gonna like take one arm off and um, uh, what is that? Produce flame. It's produce flame. That little cantrip. She's gonna like. Where do you put the produce flame? So she has like she imagines that she has her arm around her neck and she was like crying, hugging on her neck, and that she just kind of puts it like in front of her face and just a little flame, just some like not on her to burn her, but just like in front of her. Okay. 
Uh, you hold it there for a moment. You wait. And you know it's only going to last a couple more seconds. And then you see the flame pull in a little bit towards your snout and then puff back out and then shift back to normal before the fire normally goes out. Oh! Okay. I'm going to cast... Um, I'm going to cast Firebolt at this rock in front of her. Not directly at her feet, but in front of her. Alright, so you release a Firebolt and blast the rock. Uh, she does not move. Ethan knows what's going on. Panda <laughs> <Kinda> does it. <laughs> but Ethan's trying not to be a pigeon. So, Caitlin, you can see what's happening. If you want to try to make an Arcana check, or I think he'll just say, "It looks like she's still breathing, but the spell is cast. The spell is keeping her frozen." So he's going to turn back to the crowd of bros. You have one more shot. Um, they start kind of coming Fix down it. the stairs. Their hand are out. Bro, 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 bro. We didn't put anything else out. That's all we did. That is everything that we had. Inside check. Go right ahead. Pretty hard to tell. They're all various levels of intoxicated. They all do appear scared. But kind of hard to tell much more than that. Can I do it? Can I do a deception check? What are you wanting to deceive them about? No, see if they're deceiving me. Oh, uh, so you'll do an insight check to catch on them. Oh, can I do one? Absolutely. With my wieldy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're pretty tough to read as they are very intoxicated. The ones that you do get a better read on seem genuinely scared and don't appear to be holding anything back. They don't be able, seem to be able to focus enough to do that. But most of the crowd is pretty tough to read. He'll look at them and say, you have a minute to fix it. Go. How do you fix a statue? Figure it out. You're in a wizarding school. Or you could be a bard. Or a sorcerer. Bro, bro, bro. bro. Or I don't know. What are you like a a a, a barbarian or bro. a fighter, dude, bro? Ranger, I don't know. Rogue. Um. Uh. 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 uh Root. No, I'm sorry. Root's not here. Um. Could you try that with the 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 cantrip you used again? See if that makes a difference. You, Aurora. You said Root. I know, I said Root's not here, Aurora. Oh no, you didn't say my name at all, you just said Root's not here. Okay, well, Aurora! Aurora I'm sorry. <laughs> what, did he, what did you say? Because I thought you were talking to, to Root. Can you try that again with the cantrip and see what happens? She tries again. Which one? Produce Flame or Firebolt? Produce Flame. Uh, same thing, you hold it there for a moment, you see it puff in and then puff out. But it doesn't seem to go into her mouth or her nostrils. It gets close, and it seems to be affected by some sort of airflow. But it doesn't seem to be doing much. Bolt it and see if it does something. So she tried fire bolt uh, oh. at the ground, and right in front of her, nothing happened. 
Is, is her mouth open? It is currently closed. Can I open it? You can certainly try. I try to open her mouth. Go ahead and give me a strength athletics check. Don't crack the crystal. You get your fingers in and you catch along where the seam where her mouth meets and you start to pry. And just as the crystal's starting to bite into your fingers, you can feel what the beginning of a crack. Yeah! Okay, I'll go. I, I want to try to hurl a chromatic orb in her mouth, but I'm going to crack her mouth. She wouldn't take the firebolt that I put in front of her. Still under a spell. She is paralyzed. Frozen. Okay. I'm going to try burning hands. Okay. So she needs uh, um... Uh, as she is paralyzed, she automatically fails. Uh, so go ahead and roll the damage. All right. As the cone of fire envelops over her, uh, you see the bits of arcane energy, these small threads whip out from... It, it's almost like it's coming out of her, these long tendrils of crystal that grab onto the cone itself pulling it towards her so that her head and neck become covered in this fire that should be arcing outwards, but then bows back, being pulled in. And these tendrils curl over, wrapping around the flame and pulling it in. And with the fire makes it hard to see. So you just see these little glimpses of these little tentacle sort of tendrils grabbing the flames. And as the spell finishes casting, you see that the tendrils have all disappeared and her mouth is open but slightly askew. And she closes her jaw with a little bit sitting open. There's some venom shit in her. And she cracks. And then you see more of the crystals sort of pull around her neck and the pull up into her jaw and fix it before blending back in as she gains her normal, smooth, crystalline form. Okay. Uh, she cracks her, she rolls her head back around, starts to flex her wings, which stop and start to crack, and you see these little webs, uh, more cracking webbing going through. And then she just stops and looks up at you. And she opens her mouth. Her... Oh my god, my baby! I don't like it. Um, so, wait, hold on. Let me put the slot for burning hands. Um, if we're not in any kind of, like, initiative, uh, she wants to try... Um, we about to be. <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, Caitlin and Root may or may not murder this frat house. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, she's gonna try <laughs> second level her wounds on her. <laughs> wow. Uh, as you touch, you know, you feel the, the hard, sort of warm crystal, but almost immediately your hand seems to sink in a little bit, almost like you were touching fur that's a little bit long, and it envelops your hand as you release the spell. And it, you pull your hand back with no problem. 
And as you do, you just kind of see the crystal ripple back and then solidify. And you see many of those webs closing up, but the energy that should have gone into her body has been funneled up and around to her mouth, and she's just consuming this radiant energy. Y'all, there is something, a venom suit or some kind of bad parasite in her. This, this is bad. I don't know what's in her. Is anybody, is anybody a cleric? Or believe in, like, uh, what's his name? The big holy gold god? Gurdon is, but we left him behind. Damn it. He was really drunk. Well, what's that god's name? There's a lot of them. Palakas. Does anybody believe in Palakas and is a cleric? I mean, yes and no. All right. Root wants to go back towards Asti. And cast Healing Spirit. What does it look like in this moment? In this moment, it's just going to be like a nice, warm, fiery orb. Got it. All right. So what is that, a 1d6, I think, for Healing Spirit? Yeah. Oh, third level. Okay. Nice. Alrighty. Oh, it's 2d6. Even better. Alright, so... 10 over 10 rounds. I'm guessing nobody else is going to try to jump in on that. Mm-mm. Okay. Alright, so that healing energy that's sort of... you know, looks like this large, warm orb of flame that just kind of flickers through. Uh, you see that those tendrils stop showing up, and it just becomes asty taking bites out of the orb, almost like an apple, just eating as pieces as it slowly spins and taking a quick bite. And she eventually grabs it and then starts chewing on it some more until eventually the entire thing is absorbed within her person. And she stretches back out, extends her claws, and looks over and nuzzles Aurora. You cute <laughs> she's gonna like be crying and like trying to hug her like oh you have to be for me for me so she eats a few more of them and then she turns back root cute go thank your auntie root she saved you i tried everything i didn't know what to do go thank your auntie root Root gives Asti a big old hug and pets. So before she makes it over to Root, she looks up and then nuzzles your chin. Aurora helped. And she plods over and then flies the rest of the way and almost sort of just tackles into Root and just paws up onto the shoulders. You cute. Oh, really cute. Uh, That's to balance the big dick energy. (laughs) BDR. And then she hops down and then goes over to Kaylin and like nuzzles your arm. Kaylin, help. Uncle Kaylin helped us. It wasn't for him. 
you would still be stuck in whatever nasty venom was in you. I see. And then she turns away and starts kicking dirt into the house. Did they do this to you? Yes. We're going to storm in. (laughs) Right now, the doorway is very filled with a Kalen and a a Dubro. Move! He's going to be like, not yet. Why? Move, take your guy, kill him over here so I can fuck up all these people. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Oh, oh, he'll kill you. Don't worry, but I'm going to kill your friends. Nobody kill us. Can I just cast infestation and make them deal with a lot of bugs? Said he's going to look at Aurora and be like, we are not murder hobros. We, we give them bugs. We give them bugs. We give them inspiration. <laughs> and yeah, he will DM inspiration. <laughs> he will take the guy he has, headbutt him, throw him back into the house, and say, Asti, feel free to launch some fire energy at the house. We can burn their house down and infest it, but we won't kill them. On board. And he will walk away. Cool Got guys it. don't run away from the experience. <laughs> they just walk like they've got nowhere to be. <laughs> um, Asti walks next to you as you drop and throw the bro in. And then steps inside the door and her tail reaches up and closes the door behind her. Asti. We can't lock them in there when we burn it. She's going to fuck them up. She holds one of the gems, the Wait, fire gem. Did, did she go inside and close the door? <laughs> oh, shit. Do you need help? Will Mama help you? Aurora, you need to get her out here before she kills all of them. She's going to kill all of them. Fucking like her. Can... No, I no, no, want no. to kill all of them. I'm jealous of her. Yes, we want to, but we can't let her. Then she gets captured by the actual guards here for murder. We'll fucking leave. We have a job to do here. We are already making Captain Amar's job harder. Go get her now. Uh, don't give a shit. Fuck these kids. I I agree with Kaylin. We can arson, but no murder. Yes. Uh, if, if Aurora doesn't do anything, he's immediately going to turn around and rip open the door. So as you guys discuss, you know, we do not commit, you know, murder. The glass of the front of this building explodes outwards. Flame roils back, nearly coming up to you three as you were discussing this. Uh, Repair and Norm are still further back, trying to get back into their, you know, one-person situation. Uh, One, two, become one. And so this roiling cloud of flame just comes out of the windows and you hear short screams inside. Damn it, I wanted to do that. Kaylin's ripping open the door. All right. Uh, So you start to pull and like, nope. Like you shoulder check and it's like, no, that's not how you deal with the door. And you reach back and foot right next to the handle and it kicks open. Uh... Yeah, then give me a perception check real quick. 
I see, I see, I see bad things, don't I? Root wants to fly up. Shit. Okay. Well, actually, wait a minute. All three of you are in the doorway when he kicks it open. So there's going to be a bright flash. Uh, Asti, I mean, Asti's inside. Aurora and Root, you guys outside can also make a perception check. Um, (gasps) The DC will be a little bit higher for you guys since you don't have a clear view. (laughs) Okay. Not great. Got it. There's probably other campuses and campus guards. We should probably hurry up. Um, Kaylin, you are, you know, you cover your eyes with, try to protect yourself from this blinding light. And like, there's this weird afterglow image of this, like in your mind, you kind of paint it like this angelic form, but like how paintings depict an angel, not like how they are depicted, you know, otherwise. So you don't see rings of eyes and like dozens of wings everywhere. You just see like four kind of sticking out. And it's just almost like this little triangle sort of shape. Uh, and the afterglow fades and you see Asti standing in the middle, kicking with her feet into a pile of ash. Asti, I need you to fly now. I fix. No. no I wanted to do that. You made a bigger problem. That's a no-no. But we need to get you out of here now. She trots out past you. Fly. Fly, Asti, in the air. Don't be seen. Fly, you fool. <laughs> Fly, you fool. Oh. We murder her, bro. <laughs> <sighs> and then she pads over to Aurora. And you get a, a mental connection. She just kind of looks up at you. Uh, and you get images of Asti. And then feeling of accomplishment and orders followed. Baby girl. What? Whose orders? You get an image of yourself and then a root. And then after a moment, you get Kaylin with the dagger out or with the, the great sword coming out. You were following our instructions to kill them. That's what you think we were doing. She gives you a positive message back. Hey, Kaylin. You with your great sword and your... Yes. I was going to say, let's walk away now. Yeah. We've probably created a small commotion. No, this is big. a building exploding. And... This, is, this, is not a, this is not a small commotion. This is a big... Root and Asti, you should fly to Amars. We're going to have to take the carriage. We're going to get arrested. But you two can get out of here now. And I suggest you both do it. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, before before Aurora takes off, she's going <laughs> to... Fuck you! There's no one to say that to. Beta beta two, fuck you! Do Beta Kai! Fuck all of y'all! And then she's just gonna book it just somewhere, anywhere. Like, where am I heading? Where am I running? The the carriage we brought. Okay, she's gonna run to the carriage. Uh, Asti's gonna fly up to Root and put her tail up to your waist, and then start flying down towards the carriage. He's gonna. Kale's gonna look up. No, Asti, stay up there. Root, Auntie Root knows best. Stay there. <laughs> she keeps trying to pull you along with her. Uh, Root. 
Well, I guess we land on top of the carriage because I'm not really going to be able to fight big-ass pseudo-dragon. <laughs> and she crawls inside the little part of the covered wagon and starts curling up and starts kneading biscuits. Kaylin's going to look at Aurora. Go ahead and use your tarp and throw it over. Why? We just killed an entire house full of college kids. And yeah. the source of that murder is in the back of our carriage. We might want to hide it. Okay. They have psychotic tendencies if they want to take an animal and tie it up and torture it. Fuck them. Fuck them mm. and their rich-ass parents that paid them to get into that college. But, but here's They're the thing. Fine. We have no proof of what they did, and what they did in our minds might justify murder, but in the minds of the law does not. I wish we could have parents. Damn. Are you being serious about my new blanket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask first. Asty. Right. Uncle Kalen thinks we need to hide you because you exploded a house. Um, I don't want you getting in trouble or you taken away from me, so I'll hide under here with you. And at least we won't get rained on. And We'll just listen to Uncle Kalen until we can get to a house and relax and eat, okay? She just kind of cocks her head. And about, then... About a new blanket, breath. And then you, you see her pull her head back a little, cock it again, and then you get an image of you asleep at Einrich's, partially splayed out with the blanket kind of tossed haphazardly over most of you, and then uncertain. I'll go lay down and butt you. And so she's going to like kind of smuggle her and then just kind of. Okay. Easy enough to do to cover you both with you there underneath with her. She is very content to stay. Mm -hmm. We're snuggling. I'm the big spoon. She's got her tail kind of wrapped up around one of your legs to kind of like loop over. Is it still blue? What? The tip of her tail? Oh, no. She is fully red. She is all red and you can see a little hint of orange and some of the thinner spots of the crystal. Uh, Kaelin, I will say that your systems have stored more information than you were able to process. Okay. Something you may be about, you know, something you may be able to refer back to later to try to analyze. Okay. All right. So you all managed to. Are you guys going fast out of here on the carriage? Or are you going slow? What are you doing? Kaylin's going to move at a fast, not suspicious pace. Okay. He's, so not, he's, not, he's not booking it, but he's not just trotting. Okay. So you're not trying to like pass anybody on the road, but you're not. Okay. We're, we're moving with a purpose. Got it. All right. Uh, you all... Show your IDs minus Aurora. And you make your way back to Amar's house. It is now early evening. Stars have come out. You can see that there, from the glow of the city, from where you are, you can see that there is, in fact, a column of smoke. 
near the southeastern portion. There's a bit of shouting. You can see that there's torches moving around the outside of the walls. You're met inside by the same gentleman. This time you say, you do the key. Um, and he is sitting on a chair. And then like you see him shift and put the two hand crossbows back in there. It's like, oh, hey, welcome here. Hey, uh, hey, Mer should be back in a little bit. I got my baby. Here's Axie. Let's, oh, let's try this all over again. So I'm Aurora, um, Mr. Guard, and this is Ash. I'm cute. Yes. Okay, it's a living statue that eats fire. Neat! She doesn't just eat fire. She can eat ice, too. Sure. And earth, and earth yeah. But I... I <laughs> obviously, I just want to see her fire. You know what? Why not? Anybody else want tea? I'm going to make some tea. So, do you live here? Or do you just guard us house? I am not at liberty to discuss my orders at this time. I'll take a cuppa. Great. Have you been to Europe, root player? Yes. Yes. He goes in and makes some tea for everyone, brings out a bit of cream and sugar. Um, Gurdon wakes up about this time, and he will have this Happy little crystalline pseudo-dragon curled up onto the floor, occasionally going from person to person, nuzzling your feet. You get feeling everyone will get the same sort of feelings of contentment and that she did good and followed instructions. And so she's quite proud of herself in the moment. And Kaylin, as the more separated one, you there is definitely the one thing that you notice more than anyone else is the lack of remorse. And that's where we'll pick up next time. Fuck a duck. <laughs> well, the Loch Ness Monster don't feel nothing. <laughs> so, great job, everyone. Sorry that went later than I meant it to. Um, I mean, we were all going into a murderous rage to get Asti back. I'm to do it! Stole my moment, but I mean, she's way more powerful than I am. I could have torched a 50 area. <laughs> Wait, you're level five now. You should have third level spells. Yeah, but maybe not vaporize a house full of fat frat bros in two seconds. Um, I feel like that might be higher than level three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that for a house full of wizards, it was probably a rough situation for them. They deserve to die. Oh, did they? They deserved some torture shit. Torture, not necessarily murder. They deserved an infestation of bugs. Yeah. They could we could resurrect them. They were Ash. And kill them in front of their families. So now we know where Asti got the ideas from. I was thinking more have them lose their charter because of infestation of bugs. They get disbanded. What's a charter? What allows them to have a frat house? To have a frat house or sorority house, you have to have a charter with the college. 
Is it like a document? More or less, yeah. Like an agreement. Oh. You won't break the rules and you will be oh. good citizens and whatever. But they're the worst citizens. Sorry if both of you were in fraternity or sororities or a co-ed one. No. Not my crowd. Yeah, ditto. Whoops. They're not all. I do know that they're not all bad, but still not my crowd. Agreed. All I know is that my children are not going to ASU. ASU? Arizona State University. It's one of the number one party colleges in America. Oh. So is an ECU. <laughs> is really? Or at I'm least I was. It's right next to the bars. Yeah. When we first moved down here, it used to, it was in like the top top five at least. Oh wow. That's rough. Yeah, that that was fifteen years ago, so who knows if it actually still is. Ooh. That does explain some of the applicants we got. <laughs> One point oh, yeah. two in your GPA. Oh, Root's tablet died. We see her today. Hello. Oh my god. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're gonna add another seven fifty experience. Excuse me. All right. Uh, stream. Thank you. Thanks for coming, everybody. All right. Cool. I have. I gotta get to bed. Yep. Ditto. All right, great job, you guys. Good night. Good night. You got no headphones. They look blue. All right, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, uh, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, we hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming.